Welcome to the Authors Who Lead podcast. This podcast is dedicated to you, people who want to be inspired by authors, leaders, and the messages they share. This is such an important podcast to us because we help uncover what goes on behind the scenes when authors are writing their book. We talk about the process. We talk about where they get big ideas, and you can listen in on those conversations. We can't wait for you to join us. So let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Authors Who Lead. So today I have an interesting concept to share with you. Perhaps you've heard of something that's come out that's really starting to revolutionize the way people think about creating any sort of work. The idea of artificial intelligence has been around for a long time, but what does it matter to writers and what can we do about it? The new uh, amazing technology called ChatGPT is a computer sort of program that can understand and respond to any questions and statements just like a human. And it can understand and generate human language so that you can have a conversation with them. And it's like talking to a very smart robot. Well, that's the response that um, ChatGPT gave me when I asked him, please explain what this technology is if you were explaining to a fifth grader. And that's what it told me, which is really fascinating because as writers, we can be very fearful or very excited when technology comes our way. Now, I get a lot of questions about whether or not we should be using ChatGPT to write our own books. For example, because it's a learning tool, you could go into the chat and tell it to write things for you. In fact, uh, it's a big controversy with many of the um, schools around here, universities and undergraduate schools and elementary schools, that are banning using this um, technology in classrooms because they don't want kids to cheat, plagiarize uh, content because it has answers for you. I'm going to show you and demonstrate how it actually works in just a moment, but I want to provide you with some structure and some context. About four years ago, I was asked by George Kempel, who was the co-founder of the Stanford D School, as it's called, or Design School, it's a part of the engineering school that was built to talk about human design. And the D school has been around for over 20 years. Um, and um, the co-founder, George, and I were having a conversation. And he asked me, do you think, Asul, you could be able to teach artificial intelligence how to be creative? And at first, I wondered, wow, why are we having this conversation? Uh, I, I'm from the uh, born in the 60s, but grew up in the 80s. And the whole idea of artificial intelligence always seemed to be scary. Like maybe artificial intelligence would take over the world in movies like the matrix, etc. Those were how those scenarios played out. But what I really learned was that George was out to understand some things about this new technology that was coming around. And the reason he asked me if I could think I could teach artificial intelligence to be creative was he wanted to move beyond the idea that yes, computers can play chess and be humans. They can think and make decisions based on your decisions. But can a computer robot program be creative? And my response to George was, that depends. I'm not certain you can teach a computer to be curious in the way a human is curious. They follow pathways for our understanding based on deeper things than knowledge, like intuition, like feelings, emotions. So curiosity is an interesting tool. And if you can't teach curiosity, you definitely can't teach creativity. So it was an interesting conversation. We didn't go anywhere with it. And uh, maybe someday I'll still be involved. But what I really learned is the thing you don't have to worry about is humans that are innately creative. 
They don't have to be taught to be creative. They have to just stay in their creative mind. And sometimes if you ask authors, as the late uh, Sir Ken Robinson in his famous TED Talk said, that schools are actually killing creativity. And that's partly my belief as well, is that creativity is actually squeezed out of kids. It's not actually um, instilled in them. They have it innately. And that's something I don't believe robots or computers, at least at this stage in the, the, the recording of this, are possibly able to do. So what can you do when you're going to use something like a tool like AI to write a book? Is it possible to go to the chap and say, can you please write me a book about how to build a business dog walking? And I want it to be 30,000 words. It could do it. It would generate chapters, outlines, and it would write you a book. That might seem insane because now will the world be flooded with books created by artificial intelligence? Possibly. But I want to tell you something. I don't want you to worry or even to be concerned that this is going to replace humans in that way because you have to, you're the one who has to teach it. You're the one who has to give it knowledge. And the challenge I have with this is that most people actually write from a very robotic place, just the way they were trained in school. Whether you are in a small school or a big city school, rural or urban, more than likely you were taught when you were a kid to write the five paragraph structure, right? The beginning, the middle, the end, the supporting paragraphs, or even a high school that said the thesis statement and these points you prove, we were trained very robotically how to produce the same amount of work, the same effort every time. And so when you get to college, you are able to mimic that. And there's people that could write papers, just very little effort, produce the same amount of effort to put out a paper on one topic as they would another because they're following a formula. That formulaic writing is what most people are used to. And to be creative, though, is really outside of our wheelhouse because that's difficult. And I think that's what we're going to be able to discover here. So I want to share with you an experiment. So the most of this here is going to show you what's capable. Now, I'm not an expert in this. I'm just playing around with it. But the whole creators of um, Open uh, AI, who are the ones who built the CHAP um, GPT, is an organization aimed at promoting and developing sort of AI in a responsible way. And founded by a group of individuals, including people that you might know, like Elon Musk, their their goal is to advance the field of artificial intelligence and make it more accessible to people like you and I and around the world. So what I asked of the chap is to please help me understand how could I use this tool to generate um, in writing a book? And so I asked, that's the prompt I put in there. I said, how can I use chap to generate um, and write a book? And this is the response. I'll read it to you. You can use CHAP to generate text for a book by providing it with a prompt or a seed text, which is a starting point for the model to generate text. This is their response. Isn't that crazy? You can then use the, this to generate text as a source of inspiration or as a starting point for your own writing. It's important to note that the model um, output may not always be grammatically correct or make sense in the context of your book. So it's important to review and edit the generated text before incorporating it into your book. Secondly, you can also use GPT-3, which is a more advanced level, to write a book by providing with the outline of the book, and the model will generate content for each chapter according um, to the provided information. So you can use services like that to access the model and generate that. Then I asked another question. So all that explanation came from the chat. Then I said, can you please provide a list of ways to use chat GPT when preparing for writing a book? Because I thought this is a way in which we can find it valuable. So I was curious... What kind of list would they make? How long would the list be? 
Um, and here's what it said. The chat GPT said, sure, here are a few ways you can use chat GPT when preparing to write a book. One of the ways in which you can do so is number one, you can generate ideas, which I think is a really good thing, generating ideas. So if you want topics to work on, you maybe have a general idea, it can help you generate ideas. Here's what it says. You can use chat GPT to generate new and unique ideas for your book by providing it with a prompt or seed text related to your book topic. Number two, you can write character dialogue. You can use ChatGPT to generate dialogue for your characters by providing with information about their personalities and backgrounds. Number three, you can develop um, a plot. You can use ChatGPT to help develop the plot of your book by providing with a summary of the story and asking to generate text that expands on the plot. Number four, write descriptions. You can use ChatGPT to write descriptive text for settings, characters, and events in your book by providing it with relevant information and asking it to generate text. Number five, generating summaries and outlines. You can use ChatGPT to generate summaries and outlines for your book by providing it with your manuscript and asking it to extract the main points and organize them into a summary outline. Amazing, right? That's blowing my mind. (laughs) Number six, generating chapter contents. You can use the GPT-3, which is a more sophisticated service, with the outline of your book, and it will generate contents for each of those chapters according to the information you provide. So it actually can generate content. And number seven, you can find inspiration. You can use GPT-3, which is, again, another level, to generate text on a topic you are interested in and use it as inspiration for your book. Now, the the last thing it says at the bottom of that list is, please note, it's important to keep in mind that chat GPT is a language model, and it's not always grammatically correct or makes sense in context of your book. So it's important to review and edit the generated text before incorporating it into your book. That entire summary of seven ways you can use the chat to generate, um, to help you prepare in writing a book. I typed that question it literally took about 12 seconds to start to spit out the most of that, what I just shared, and about 15 to finish. <clears throat> Excuse me. Isn't that incredible? So I wanted it to learn. So I had another question. Because that's, that's great. I didn't imagine that I could give a description of a character and the settings and things like that, and it could generate dialogue. Um, or it could take my actual text and then summarize it for me and create an outline. So I asked this following question. I said, how might this advice, the advice they just provided me, change if it were given for a nonfiction book? Because I wanted to know whether or not is it able to know the nuances between a book fiction and a book that's nonfiction. And here's what it says. Well, when preparing to write nonfiction and using chat GPT, you can use it for researching and generate summaries of your research papers and articles on a given topic by providing it with the relevant information and asking it to generate text. Now, that's why I think some teachers are scared, is this can summarize and synthesize very quickly, which is a skill that humans usually have to work at. But now you'll be able to give it to summarize like a bunch of research and make it really clear and organize it. Second thing it can do if it's helping you write a nonfiction book, it says generating content which we knew from before. You can generate content for your book, providing with prompts and seed text 
uh, to your book topic and asking it to generate talk topics to expand on it. So you could say, for example, you could ask it if you're writing about, I don't know, maybe how to build a garden in your uh, backyard. You could ask it to give you a list of ideas of plants that in your area. But it also can say, can you give me a summary of the why we should worry about soil when we're growing in a garden? And it will do that. So you can use it to expand your writing by not spending so much time searching and getting lost in the internet. So that's a really valuable tool. It also says, number three, you can write summaries and outlines. You can use the chat to generate summaries, outlines of your book by writing with the manuscript and asking to extract the main points, which is really useful. If you're lost in your work and you don't know how to summarize everything, you could do that with this, this tool. Number four, you can fact check. You can use ChatGPT to help fact check your book by providing it with statements and asking it to generate text that confirms or denies the validity of your statements. That's amazing. Isn't that great? You can say, look, I think this is a fact. Is it true? Yes or no? Um, number five, you can generate a bibliography um, using the chat to generate it for you but by providing it with a list of sources and asking it to generate citations in the appropriate format. So you could say, here's 16 articles and blog posts and things, books I've used. Please generate a bibliography and do the appropriate citation in Chicago style or M whatever MLA, whatever the style is. And if you don't know what they are, those are editor speak and academic language to say the type of editing. And it will spit it out in the appropriate way. You can also use it to generate chapter contents. You can use the more advanced chapter um, GPT-3 with an outline and it will generate the contents, which we heard before. And lastly, it says it can write introductions and conclusions. So you can use the chat um, three to generate introductions and conclusions for your nonfiction book. By providing it with the outline of the book, the main points you wanted to cover in the introduction and conclusion, and it will spit it out. That's an amazing, amazing thing if you think about it. I have a feeling that there will be time before chat GPT and time after. I think this is the era of a very new program, but I, I want to make sure you understand that it doesn't understand nuance. It doesn't understand why this matters. You're going to have to be able to give context to any work that's written. This is just an advanced tool for you to use. So I'm not saying that this is good or bad. I'm just trying to give you an idea of, wow, how could I use this? How could I possibly use a piece of software or a computer program to help me write a book? And in fact, this computer program is so advanced, it told me how I can use it. And I find the advice very useful. And I think if you're wanting to write a book, even though plenty of you have been out there probably listening, you've tried to write a book on your own, and you've maybe even attempted or started it, but you haven't finished Part of the challenge of getting something done is is getting over things like imposter syndrome, getting over the fear that you'll be rejected because you still have to put this out into the world if you use some tool. You still have to stand up on a podium and talk about your work. So creating something that you know nothing about isn't going to be helpful for you. If you're going to be a thought leader, a leader in any industry, or at least be able to talk about it, you're going to want to be able to know your content. And just because this uh, computer program can synthesize and contribute content and you won't know how to speak about it. And that's what you're for. So I hope this helps you when you're thinking about using the tools like this. Um, some people might use this tool, and I'll talk about this perhaps in our next um, solo show, is using it to help you generate ideas for your marketing, generate um, email ideas, generate posts on social media or 
um, help you think of ways in which to contact different people at bookstores. It, it's very intuitive and it will learn. It will continue to learn. And I'll, I'll talk more about how the learning tool works. But let me just uh, end this short episode with this, which is um, I asked the chat, I said, well, can you tell me a joke that writers might like? And this is what it said. Why did the writer put a clock in his manuscript? Okay, I'll buy it. Why? Because he wanted to add some more time to his story. And I thought that's funny. So I'll leave you with that. I hope you, if you haven't tried it out, go check out the chat on GPT. Learn about it. Don't be afraid. Don't wait too long because you'll feel like the world's whizzing ahead of you as people are talking. I don't want you to be afraid that somehow this is going to replace authors, but I don't want you to be naive in thinking that you can't use this tool to help you get organized, do research, um, and also help you kind of stay focused when you're trying to make decisions about, do I use a quote or a fact? You could actually put a quote in and ask, can you tell me who said this? And it'll spit it out. And you don't have to go on to the internet searching to validate whether or not this quote is true. It'll give you that. Um, so I hope this helps. I'm inspired by you and all those of you who always want to be an author. We hope you'll join us at authorswholead.com um, and join our community. Now, the reason I mention our community, it's the easiest way for you to get into writing a book and be connected with other people. So though this is a computer program, it imitates human life. It isn't human. And being involved in a community can help you really be confident that your writing um, is going forward in the way it should. Get confidence, get clarity, um, get feedback, and know what do I do? How do I start? How do I publish? How do I market this book? And all those things are discussed in our community. Today, we had an amazing uh, call about how to launch or relaunch your book. And that workshop was powerful. We had a lot of people there in the call. And what was amazing about that call is that um, we were able to help people get action or take action and get clear about how they can market their book. Those are the type of workshops we offer for our members. Um, we have workshops every month. Sometimes they're specific like that. Sometimes they're for how to market. Sometimes they're how do I get good testimonials or reviews for my book? Uh, how do I grow and use my book as leverage to be a speaker? We have great programs coming up and you can attend those workshops or watch them live or even on the recordings. And you can join today at the time of this recording for 90 days for $90. That's a dollar a day. And you could go in there, test it out and get in there and get to meet other people, share about your book and get your feedback you need. I'm in there. Steve's in there, my partner and co-founder. We help you write your books, especially if you're not sure if this is for you. If you join the community, you'll find out. So go to authorsrelead.com and click on the community button and you'll see our community and you'll be able to join for 90 days for $90. And I hope you go in there because you shouldn't do it alone. Because even if you get help from artificial intelligence, you're going to need the help of humans to help inspire you and keep you move, move forward and focused on the very things that are required of authors when they're writing their books. Thanks again for being here. I really appreciate you. And I hope that you will find the courage to write because with, with all the tools we have, there's never been a better time to be a creator. Thank you for listening to another episode of Authors Who Lead. I'm Asul Taronis. We appreciate you. Please subscribe so you can get the notification that we have new episodes every week and go to authorswholead.com to learn about our show notes and all of our backlists of amazing authors we've interviewed since the beginning of this podcast. Thank you and have an amazing day.